Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. The voice of bad news today is the media. Because the media specializes in bad news. I don't even think they should call it local news or daily news. They should just call it bad news. Because that's all it is. Because the media industry has a saying that if it bleeds, it leads. So if it's negative, the more negative it is, it leads everything else. And in 30 minutes of watching the news, you may see one story that, that is, is like positive, but it's usually stupid, right? I was watching the news the other day, and, and there was a, they, it was like back to back, you know, bad news, home invasion, you know, uh, um, you know, kidnapping, uh, you know, shooting, this and that, and just back to back to back, terrorist attack, blah, 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 blah. And then toward the end, in other news, in other news today, uh, some ducks were rocking across the street. <laughs> and some good Samaritan helped the ducks stop traffic, and the ducks made it over. And they, they some stupid. I, I like animals, but that's not a very inspirational story for all the negativity we just talked about for 25 minutes. Or some other stupid story, you know, singing dog. You ever seen a dog that can sing? Well, this dog can bark a song. Just some stupid, right? I could care less. I tell my wife, when we watch the news and we saw, see all this negative stuff, they got a stupid story. She looks at me. She already knows what I'm thinking. I'm just, that's a stupid story for all the bad news. You know, one time we did uh, an uh, outreach uh, called National Night Out. Does there, anybody remember that? That was awesome, right? That was awesome. If you don't remember it, you probably didn't go. You need to get involved here, okay? You need to get involved. National Night, Night Out is, is, is happens throughout the nation, and it's where they bring police officers in the community together so they can promote peace in the neighborhood, Okay? It's, it's where the, the police can meet their, the neighbors and, and everybody can come together. Well, we jumped on that. It's not, a, it's not a, like an outreach, a church outreach, but we turned ours into one because that's what we do. See? That's what we do. So here's what, what, what happened. We, we have like, I don't know. I don't want to speak evangelistically, you know. But I think there was a few, couple hundred people there, right? Pastor Kat, a couple hundred people there. And we had shoebox. We had some worship. Pastor Nick spoke, made an altar call. Dude, it was, it was off the hook. It was good. And the news showed up. But it didn't make the news. But they showed up. So I'm watching the news at night, and, and I remember the news, the, the camera uh, man, he had the sticker of the news station, and, and I was thinking, shoot, we're going to, dude, no doubt, we're making on the news tonight. Because that junk was good that we just did. Well, they didn't put ours. They put some other, you know, National night out block parties that didn't look like, like no party. He got five people around standing in a park eating hot dogs. But, but with us, we're giving out chicken. We got shoe box. Man, we, we got it going on, but we didn't make it on the news. We didn't make it on the news. It wasn't newsworthy because the news is caught up 
and specializes in bad news. They are the voice today in the nation of delivering bad news. And you know, a lot of times the, the, the church is like the media because we get caught up in the bad news. And instead of us, uh, you know, being the voice of the goodness of God, we begin to describe the problems instead of promoting and proclaiming who God is in the nation. Listen, you are here on earth to be a voice of the goodness of God. Let me say that one more time. You are here on this earth to be a voice of the goodness of God. I feel like I, I should tone it down, Charlie, because you, you brought the baby today. That's the newborn, new addition. Give, give Charlie and Taylor a hand. I feel like I should talk in a whisper. I'm going to try. Okay. The only mouthpiece God has on the earth is man. That's why man is the only one with a voice to communicate. Your dog can't be a voice. Your dog, your cat, they they may bark and they might meow, but that's that's about all you're going to get out of them because God has only designed man to be a voice on the earth for him. When God wants to do something, he releases a word And then he finds a voice to speak it out. He finds a voice to release his will. Look at Amos 3.7. For sure the Lord does not do anything without making his plan known to his servants who speak for him. So God does not do anything without a voice to release his will. In other words, nothing happens until you speak. This is just foundational stuff we're talking about right now. Psalms 33, 6, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. So God created everything with his what? With his word. Now, God still creates today by his word. You understand that, right? God is still creating And he wants to create today by his word. But God needs a voice in the world today to be able to create. Because this is the way that God has established things to work. So God wants to bless the world. God wants to heal the world. God wants to restore the world. But God needs somebody that will talk like he talks. God can't have people... In the church, talking in a way that that isn't like him. Why? Because God can't bless it if you're always cursing it. God can't bless your marriage if you're the one that's always talking bad about it. God can't fix it if you're always the one that you, you are the bearer of the bad news. You're the one that when instead of bringing good news, you're bringing bad news. You have to be a voice for God to release his will. Mark eleven twenty three. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will what? Have whatever he says. 
So your mouth is a tool. It's a vehicle for breakthrough. If something isn't moving, it's because someone isn't speaking it. Let me say that again. If something isn't moving, it's because someone isn't speaking. There is a miracle inside of your mouth right now. Do you understand that? There is a miracle. There is victory right now, this very moment. There is a miracle in your mouth. There is breakthrough. There is victory in your mouth. Let's move over now to Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel says, the hand of the Lord was on me. And he brought me out by his spirit. And set me down in the what? In the middle of the valley. Let's stop right there. God will put you in places that don't look like his will. So you can transform it with your voice. Now for those that are worried that you can't sing. That's okay. We're not talking about that. You may not be able to make it on the voice. I wouldn't either. But God can still use your voice. So God puts Ezekiel in a place where everything is in chaos and out of order. And he puts him there so he can be a voice for him. Now, what is the Bible says? He was in the middle of a valley. He wasn't just in the valley. He was in the middle of a valley. A valley is a low place. And and in, in the word, it usually refers to a place of difficulty or testing. Do you ever feel like you're in a low p- place in life? You ever feel like your 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 family is in a low place? Your 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 finances are in a low place. Your your dreams, uh, your your life, your situation. You are in a low place in life. He's in the middle of a valley. In the middle. Of a difficult situation. But you know. Ezekiel didn't walk into that valley. God took him there. God. Took him there. Well I thought he was supposed to lead me to green pastures. I thought I was supposed to be blessed. You know going in. And blessed going out. I I, I thought everything was supposed to be good. Everything was was supposed to be happy. No, God took him to the valley because God wanted to do something there. And he showed them the condition of the valley. God showed him. God will show you things. And they're not always good things, but God will reveal the condition of Of something because he wants to fix it. He will show you a bad thing because he wants to do a good thing in that place. See, a lot of times we're praying to God to remove us from places that he's called us to transform. God, take me out. He's the one that brought you in. I don't know, understand why I'm going through this. You're there because you're supposed to be a voice in that valley. Ezekiel 32, uh, let's read on. So Ezekiel says that it was full of bones. 
Verse 2, he led me all around them. There were a great many of them on the surface of the valley, and they were what? Very dry. They're not just dry. They're very dry. Right? So Ezekiel describes, he says there was many. So he, he, he says there was many, and they were, they were very dry. He describes the quantity of the problem and the quality of the problem. He describes the size and the depth of the issue. You ever got, got like many things happen in your life, all that one? You, got, you don't just got one issue. You got many issues, right? And you, you, you got depth of issues. It's not like, you know, an issue where your dog ran away. It's like you, you, got, some, you got some major issues. You got depth of issues in your life. Says they were... Very dry. Very dry means there was no sign of life. The bones were dried up. They were disconnected, out of order, and void of potential. There's people here today that are dried up, disconnected, and it looks like your life is out of order, and it looks void of potential. There's people here, you're in a situation where things are dried up, disconnected, and out of order, where things are out of alignment, where things are, are, are not the way they should be. Look at the word dry. The word dry in Hebrew is the word yabesh. It means withered. But the literal meaning is to be ashamed, confused, or disappointed. So the bones were a prophetic picture of the condition of the house of Israel. Because they were in a state where they were ashamed, confused, and disappointed. And I'm talking to some folks today in this room. There are some of you today. You are in a place, you are in a valley, and you are ashamed, you are confused, and you are disappointed. 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 Something hasn't worked out. Confused. Because things that used to be connected are no longer connected, ashamed, because you don't look the way that you used to look, ashamed because you you used to be at a certain place in your life, but those days are gone. You're, you're not the same person anymore. You're, your family's not the same person anymore. The, the, you're, you're, the things in your life are not on the same level. Instead of moving forward, things have gone backward and things are, are not the same. So you're ashamed and you, you come to church and you don't have the same confidence and swagger that you used to. Why? Because things don't look right anymore. What do you do when you're in the valley? Become a voice to your environment. Tell someone next to you, become a voice. You got to become a voice. Ezekiel 37, 3. Then he said to me, son of man, can these bones, what, live? I replied, Lord God, only you, what, no. So this is the politically correct Terminology. Everybody wants to be politically correct today. Nobody wants to offend anybody. Right? I liked it better when we told the truth, even if it offended people. That's, that's, that's what I like, you know. Everybody wants a pat on the back now. Don't tell me the truth so you don't hurt my feelings. So Ezekiel tells God the safe way of saying, 
uh, he, he, he tells him, only you know. That, that's the safe way of saying, not really, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. Because he doesn't answer God with a straight yes. You know why? Because Ezekiel did not see the potential for life in the situation. Aren't you glad that God sees potential in your problem? Aren't you glad that God can see the potential when, it, when you don't even have a glimpse of it? When you don't see the potential in anything, God sees the potential in every problem. And I want you to understand God sees the potential in your dryness in your valley this morning. There's some things that may look like they're finished, but they're not over. Oh, let me say that one more time. There's some things that look like they're finished, but they're not over. They're not over. They may look like they're finished, but they're not over yet. So God tells Ezekiel, after his safe answer, only you know. God tells Ezekiel, prophesy concerning these bones. So God wanted him to prophesy, which seems insane. Because bones have no what? Ears, right? Bones have no ears. Did you know that? They don't. (laughs) Some people are like, I don't know. They have holes and skulls. Got no ears. Right? This is the ears. Skin, cartilage, they don't got that. Okay? So it, it looks foolish. But God wanted him to speak to the condition of the bones. See, we have to change the way that we think. Because we are more comfortable talking about our problems than talking to the problems. We we are more comfortable with talking about how bad things are than talking about how good God wants to make it. So Ezekiel is, is told to prophesy to the problem. Now, now some people in church, you, you think that prophecy is weird. Okay? Think it's weird. You think, well, I don't do all that. that ain't, that's not me. God didn't call me to, to do all that. I don't see visions. I don't got those spiritual dreams. Right? I don't, God doesn't give me, you know, the information on everybody's mail let me just clear things up we'll we'll clear that up for you in a moment a little bit more we're going to talk more about prophecy but you prophesy more than you think you prophesy more than you think you realize that because when you speak you are prophesying your future in fact the things you say today will be what you live tomorrow. In fact, you spoke your way to where you are right now. How do I know that? Well, let's look at the word, Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue can bring death or life. We always just focus on this part of the scripture. We never talk about the second part. Those who love to talk will reap. What is reap? To reap is to harvest. Those who love to talk will harvest the consequences. 
So words are powerful because words are what? Words are seeds. So whether you love to talk about good things or bad things, you will harvest or reap what you say. If you don't like the harvest, change what you're saying. If you don't like what your marriage has become, then change the seeds. Change what you say. If you don't like a certain condition, you are in control of your harvest right now. You have the ability to control what comes out of that harvest by what you say. So when you are in a valley, say what God says. So I'm supposed to prophesy, but what do I say? You say what God says. Look at what what God tells Ezekiel in uh, verse 4. Prophesy concerning these bones and what? And say to them, dry bones, hear the what? Word of the Lord. Some environments won't change until you start talking like God. Okay? Some environments won't change until you start talking like he talks. Now, I'm not saying you come out with this thou shall, brethren, beloveds. But you got to talk like God talks. Last time I checked, when I read the word, God doesn't walk around and talk like a depressed individual. God isn't going around the world saying, I don't know how I'm going to fix this. I don't know how I'm going to make it now. I don't know how we're going to get out of this. God doesn't need someone talking like that because God doesn't talk like that. And if you're going to be a voice, you need to talk like he does. He's told to prophesy, to prophesy is to speak forth for God. You should write that down. That's good right there. That's good. That's, this is Christianity 101, really. This is basic stuff. To speak forth for God. Prophecy are words of faith and saying the mind of God. Okay? So when, when you read God's word, God's word is the mind of God. The, the word for the, the, the word for the word word is logos, okay, in Hebrew. Does that make sense? Logos in the English language, language is where we get the word logic. So God's word is the logic and the mind of God. This is why it's powerful when you start to speak for God with what He's already said. Because what you are doing is you are prophesying and speaking forth for God about something that he has already said. And you are giving your word about the situation. I want you to understand something. Bones have no ears, right? This is why you need to say, you need to talk like God. You need to speak the word. Because When you speak the word, everything has ears. You didn't get that. When you speak the word, everything, everything has words. 
Every single thing. It doesn't matter if it's alive or it's dead. It doesn't matter if it's breathing or not. Everything has to hear the word of the Lord because the word doesn't come back void. Jesus spoke to the water. Jesus spoke to the wind. Jesus spoke to a tree. Why? Because all those things had to hear the voice of the Lord. You might want to start talking to that wallet. Right? Come with some scripture, though. Talk to that wallet. And you thought it was foolish before. It has to hear you. Talk to that car. Don't don't run. Talk to that thing. You're going to work in Jesus' name, right? Talk to that thing. Talk to your kids. They're not listening. Talk to them kids, right? Talk to them kids. Don't, don't, Don't put them down. Release the word. They have to hear you. They have to listen when you speak the word. Now, now notice, no, notice. God tells them. God tells them. Pray, prophesy concerning these bones and say. Everybody say, say. Say. Doesn't tell them to pray. Now, I love praying. There is a time to pray. And there is a time to say, we need to transition from always asking for everybody to pray over us. And we need to start saying some things for ourselves. God didn't say it for him. God told Ezekiel, this is what you say. All he needed to do was repeat it. And if you don't know how to prophesy, just repeat the word. That's, that's all Ezekiel. That's not complicated, right? That's not weird. You don't need to see angels flying everywhere. Just, just open up your Bible. Find a scripture that has to do with your issue. And speak to that issue and proclaim the word of God over that issue. But, but Ezekiel, Ezekiel had to say it himself. We have this idea that everybody else has to talk to God for us. So we call the church. Oh, pastor, I'm in a crisis. You, you, need, you, need, you need to hear this. Blah, blah, blah. I need to talk to you right now. Voicemail, you know, just a critical, critical message. You need to hear me right now, blah, blah, blah. And telling everybody about your issues. Publicizing your problems on Facebook with a, with a hashtag, I need help right now. Pray for me. <laughs> Remember when everybody was doing those long old hashtags? That was stupid, man. That was, that was stupid. Doing all that. Just write a sentence. Why, why do all that junk, you know? Just stupid. What's worse, though, is when the people of God publicize their problems. On the internet, we are supposed to be the voice of the goodness of God. Not the voice of bad news in this nation. So he tells them, say. We have this idea that we need to to have everybody else say things for us. But you know that you have the power to say it yourself? Now I'm cool if you want... Me and, and, and somebody else, the prayer team, Pastor Dan, Pastor Nick, Ange, whoever, whoever. I don't have a problem if you, you need us to come into agreement with an issue. 
But we're not going to come into agreement with your problem. We will come into agreement and declare that the promises of God and the goodness of God. I don't understand. Can I just talk for a moment? You know, I don't understand. We have a good service here. God will move. Don't get hurt now. And sometimes we, and the word was on target for that situation. And you'll have a line of people. And they still want to describe the problem. After they just heard all about the solution for 35 minutes. Pray for me. Pray for me. And Ezekiel is told to pray. Or is, is told to say not to pray. Now if this was the average church member. They would, they would get down on their knees. Oh Father God. Hear me Father God. Just Father God's all over. You know Father God. If it's your will. I don't know if it is. But if it's your will. Help these bones. You can do it. Can you just help these bones? Can you just help this situation? I'm just, I'm just hurting. I'm hurting for these bones, Lord. You know, can you just heal my heart because I'm hurting? Uh, can you, Father God, can you, I know, you could, please, God, please, I know you can do it. It just becomes like an information session. Your prayer time becomes an information time to inform God about everything that's going wrong in your life. But Ezekiel doesn't, he's not told. To do that. He's told to say. The word say in Hebrew. I don't have this up there. Is the word amar. And it means to command or declare. It's the same word. In Genesis. All throughout Genesis. Remember when God is creating. And he said let there be light. Whenever it says and then God said. It's the same word here. Amar. The same thing that God did in Genesis. God is now telling Ezekiel. To command the issue like he does. Are you understanding me? So this is not like this thing where we're pleading and begging God for something that he's already said that he can do. He is prophesying over the problem and declaring the word of the Lord. So you need to be a voice. You need to say what God says. And you need to give God time to work. Look at Ezekiel 37, 5. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. Verse 6. I will put tendons on you, make flesh grow on you, and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you so, so that you will come to life. You know what, what God is communicating to Ezekiel? He's commu- communicating a process. A process. God is saying that it's going to come together, but it's not all going to come together at once. You have to give it some time. There are some things that God will do immediately and some things that will come in stages. But you need to tell someone next to you, don't worry, it's coming together. Don't get discouraged, it's coming together. We need to learn to celebrate what's coming together. And stop complaining about what hasn't yet. We need to to celebrate the things. The victories. The small victories. The the small things that God is doing. Instead of complaining. Well this hasn't happened yet. Well that hasn't changed. Well, well, Well what is happening? What is changing? You're not in the same place that you used to be. Celebrate what's already happening in your life. Give it some time. It's coming together. 
I declare right now that everything that is out of order, out of alignment today in your life is coming together. Things that have been in that condition for years are coming together in the name of Jesus. Everything that needs to be connected will no longer be in a place of disconnectedness. When you're in a valley, keep speaking through the noise. 37, 7. So I prophesied as, uh, prophesied as I commanded. While I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. So as Ezekiel was prophes- prophesying, there was a noise. The noise was an indication that God was doing something. And as he spoke, there was, there was a rattling sound. There was a noise. You know, there, you're going to have the most noise in your life before there's a breakthrough. And then we start, we, we start saying, well, I tried praying. I, I, I tried quoting the scripture. And now all this stuff is happening in my life. And, and this happened. And, but there's always noise when God starts working. Don't get distracted by the noise in your life. Don't get distracted by the sound. Don't get distracted. Keep speaking the word. Keep speaking the word. It's coming together. Keep speaking the word of God. A lot of people give up when there's noise. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't get distracted. Don't think that... that that God's not working in the problem. It just means that it's coming together. Verse, next thing, verse 8. As I look, tendons appeared. So, he, so Ezekiel prophesies, right? And he says, as I look, tendons appeared on them, flesh grew and skin covered them, but there was what? No breath. No breath in them. They were very dry bones before. Now they're flesh. They have flesh, but they're still dead. The, the, the bones are the structure of the body. So now the, the, the bones, the, the, the structure's there, but there's no life. There's no spirit. So, so here's, here's what happens now is, is that, you know, it's some things have the appearance that they're living, but they're not really alive. There are people here, and you look like you're alive, but you're really not. You, you look like you're here. You, you, you've been in church. You clap your hands. You sing songs. You, you bring the whole family to church. You look alive from the outside, but on the inside, you're really dead. You're dry. So what happens? Ezekiel is told by God. He says... Verse 9, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, son of man. Say to it, this is what the Lord God says. Breath, come. I'm going to stop right there. Breath, come. Prophesy to the breath. Tell the breath to come. The word breath in, in Hebrew is ruach. And it means wind, spirit, or breath. We see the word ruah all over the Old Testament when it's talking about the Holy Spirit. So what what Ezekiel is doing as he's prophesying is he is making an invitation to the Holy Spirit. See, a lot of people have word. Ezekiel spoke the word. What was missing in the equation 
was the Spirit of God. A lot of people know stuff about God. They know Scripture. They have it memorized, but they're empty of the Spirit of God filling their life. So Ezekiel says, Breath come. He invites the Holy Spirit. When you're in a valley, invite the Spirit of God. Don't just speak the Word. Invite the Spirit of God into your situation. And notice what he says. Breath come from the four winds. What are four winds? Four winds are talking about four directions. So he was inviting the Spirit of God to come from all directions. Why? Because you need to remember where Ezekiel was. He was in a valley in the middle of a dead situation and he needed the Holy Spirit to surround that place and bring life to it. Some of you, you're in a dead situation right now. You're in the middle of it. But what you need is, you don't just need the Word, you need the Spirit of God. Maybe you you come to church and you know stuff about God, but your life isn't filled with Him. You want God to fill your bank account. You You want God to fill your needs. But what God really wants to do is fill you. Now listen to this. I'm going to close up right here. So I prophesied as as he commanded me. The breath entered them and they came to life and stood on their feet as a vast army. You know that the more the Spirit of God enters your life, the more things, the more alive you become. The more you allow allow the Holy Spirit into your family, the more you allow the Holy Spirit into your life, the more alive it becomes. Now, there's two types of people here today. There's people that need a realignment. And there's people that need a revival. Some people are here and you're like Ezekiel in the valley. And you need God to bring some realignment in your life. There's some things that are out of order. And you need God to bring order in that valley. And there's other people. You're just the dry bones. You're here, but you're empty. You're empty. It's been a long time since the Holy Spirit has filled your life. You come to church, but you're dry. You come to church, but you're disconnected. God is saying today, I want to feel your emptiness Because you're supposed to be an army. You're supposed to be a voice. In whatever valley that I send you, you're supposed to be a voice of the goodness of God because nothing happens unless you speak. Stand with me. Stand with me. We're going to wrap things up right now. We're just going to allow the Spirit of God is already here. The question is... Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.